So we're coming off a slow news week, guys. This is going to be a wild episode because it's stacked. I'm ready. Are you guys ready, ready? Ready, ready. I don't know about ready. Let's get to getting. That was dope. (laughs) So I'm going to start the podcast off with this one right here. So we're going to get into this first episode, and I wanted to ask you guys, starting off first, um, what's name me some of your top five rappers. Some of my top five rappers, like... I don't want to say I like more newish people, like, not newish, because I'm old, so I'm talking about, like, 2000s rappers, but, like, I really like Kevin Gates, fucking YG, but, like, old school talking about, I love fucking ODB yeah. and shit like that. For yeah. sure, yeah, all time, all time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say all time. I Take mean, it back. If we're talking all time, I think, for me, I mean, I, I, I know he doesn't really hit it for a lot of people because he's not really mainstream. I would put Montana of 300 in my top five. Top five. Like, yeah, yeah, top okay. five. I mean, I, there are times that, you know, may, maybe a new artist will come in and maybe he'll be, you know, pushed back into my top ten. But as of right now, for an artist that I'm listening to and there is so much lyricism, he is one of the best wordsmiths I've ever, ever heard in my entire life. I mean, Montana of 300. Yeah, okay. I think he could go bar for bar with almost any rapper, to be completely honest. And for me, I I haven't had an artist that I pause the song and I go back and I'm looking up and I'm thinking about all these, like, innuendos, all these double entendres. I'm thinking about all these different things. That hasn't happened for me since, like, Lil Wayne, you know, a good decade ago. For sure, for sure. And so, for me, he's definitely in there. Um, You know, that is, I would put, I would put Ice Cube in there. In the top five, yeah, I think so. I think I would. I think I would. I get that. I mean, he um, did the he did the whole NWA. Album, yeah, so because for me, for that encompasses all of NWA as well. Like it, it really does. If we're talking about Ice Cube, I don't just think of him as a singularity because when I think of NWA, I know how much of his heart, passion, and wordsmithing went into that. So I'm, you know, I just I have to give my props to him, of course, in my top five. But I might have to think on that one a little longer because those two they come to my mind immediately. Okay, but for sure. I get that. What about I, for you? I mean, Ice Cube's a wild one. I don't know if I put him in. He's definitely in my top ten. I don't know about top five. But top five? Top five of all time, man. I'd probably put Jay at number one. i put Pac at number two. I'm putting Kendrick at three. Just because he can't paint a vivid picture. I would say that. I got Most Def as number four. Damn, number five. I'd have to think about number five. Oh, you didn't say the one name I thought you were going to say? Who? Lil Wayne. He's in the top ten. 
He's in the top ten. See, I feel that. Because I think there's t- there's so much that he said that for lyrics, you got to bust Because for me, the greatest rapper of all time would be lyrics, how to pick a song, how to pick a beat, um, how to uh, just how to structure a song, period. And I think a lot of Wayne's music, he kind of just spits. Yeah. It's dope. Don't get me wrong. Don't, I, it's not that I don't like the song. It's just that I don't like the fact that sometimes it is just just him spitting. So that's why he's in top ten, not top five. No, no, that's totally fair. I I can agree with you on that one. You know, thinking about it, even just in like thirty seconds, I I think I actually would drop Ice Cube to maybe like six or something, just because just thinking it over. You know, you say Pac, and of course Pac pops in, and it's like, yeah, has, to, has be to be top there. five. And you know, talking about word picking and also song picking and just everything that goes into what makes a good artist a good artist. I mean. I think I put Wu Tang in my top five. The whole Wu Tang collective. Are you gonna? Yeah, are you gonna single one person out? I mean, I don't want to single one person out because I feel like if I do, to me, it's like Method Man and ODB are gonna stand out more than anybody for me. Ooh, not Ghostface. I mean, Ghostface is definitely my top ten singularity. Wu Tang is the collective of my top fifteen singularity. But I don't know Wu Tang. I think as a as a collective, there's just it's so hard to really separate the artists into singular and collective because to me it's so hard when talking about Wu Tang to not think of each individual member, <coughs> what they bring to the table, what they bring just to the group, and what it also becomes as a whole. And don't get me wrong, we're gonna have a podcast where we talk about Wu Tang. Oh yeah, they'll definitely have there's an episode. There's definitely has to be an episode of Wu Tang. But we're a horrible podcast and we never uh introduce the podcast right. <laughs> So this welcome back to the Nameless Podcast. This is episode four. In front of me is Amanda. To the left of me is Jesse. Yo. How are you guys doing today? How are you doing, man? I'm doing real fucking good, as always. How was your fourth? Oh, dude, it was spectacular. I feel like we never talk about ourselves on here. Like, we get straight to the point. So I never ask you guys, like, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm never like, oh, are you okay? No, fuck you. Just do the podcast. Never want to get too <laughs> personal, you know? Yeah, just... Yeah, it's fucking sad. My fourth was pretty great. Lighting off sparklers, eating barbecued food like always. Oh, man, that shrimp was delicious. Always. Um, we need more taco nights. More taco shrimp nights. Shrimp taco nights. But no, to go back to the the top rappers, for me, there's a difference between the top five of like who's just top five, like, in general that you think, or top five... So you have a top five of the decade and in general? I mean, like, a top five that you really feel for. Like, like when I say fucking Kevin Gates and YG and fucking Russ are, like, up in my top rappers, it's because they almost, like, transcend this level of confidence into me. Like, I already think I'm a... Oh, yeah, Russ does that for me. Dude, I already think I'm a confident-ass person. Yeah, and then he fucking, dude... I don't need you. I don't need her. Fuck it. I'll do it myself. Damn yeah. right. I, I will do it yeah, myself. Yeah, I definitely like, feel like I, Russ is my spirit animal so at this that's point why, in time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they just, they help you really, like, feel out all that confidence in yourself. Like, that's why I really appreciate those rappers. Kevin Gates, like, oh, man. Fuck Kevin it. Gates has always been one of those people, like, this is me. This is who I am. Definitely. Take it or leave it. And I think that's dope because there's not a lot of artists like that. They Sometimes I feel like a lot of artists feel like they have to conform to what's popular you know what i mean like with this new wave of rappers you're kind of seeing a pattern go on 
You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when you do get that Kevin Gates or that Russ in the mix, it's like, damn, that's that's different. And that's like, dope. You, just, you just feel it, and it's like, oh, that's so good. Fucking, and I think it's because Kevin Gates, YG, those certain rappers, they're not like. Would you contribute that any to Little B? What? Little B. Who who's Lil B? You don't know who Lil B is? No. Oh my God! You need to listen to Lil B. What the hell? No, I was gonna say because they're not like, and I'm not I'm not talking shit on these other rappers, but they're not like a a two chains or a. God damn it! I want to say probably not ludicrous, who have been to college and actually know the business sense yeah. and are rapping because they know they can make a shitload. Whereas the other. They're rapping because that's what they fucking do. And they're, they're learning as they go. Yeah, they're just talking about their life straight up. Like, and I'm not talking shit on Two, two Chains. I love his shit, but yeah. it's just that you know, it's a yeah. different perspective. Whenever you actually have the business sense going into rapping, than just being like, "Oh, let me sign a deal here." Oh, this fucked me over. I can't exactly. do that again. He had an idea of what he wanted to do beforehand. Whereas certain artists are just real as hell when they talk about it and you can ju- and that's why they're so good and they fucking put that into you they want you to be real as hell too like yeah no i get that because dude i don't know why but recently russ has been like everything he's been saying lately has just been i don't know it's like i go back to hear his old shit too and i'm like damn that's me like that's where i want to be i want my confidence to be right there fuck you fuck everybody i did it i'm gonna do it and I think that's a big reason why I think Russ is probably the biggest reason I started this podcast too. Not the biggest reason, but he is one of the uh, top reasons I would say. Yeah. Because watching him and listening to his videos and hearing him talk, it's so wild to see the confidence that he had in himself because he's been doing it for nine years, and barely now has like the last three years under his under his belt as like a known artist. Like there's so many mixtapes that he's put out that you probably wouldn't even know. And um, since we're talking about Russ, I actually wanted to share something with you guys. That Russ said on uh, the, the pull-up. Did you guys watch the pull-up at all? Not yet. You haven't watched the pull-up yet with uh, Joe Budden and Russ? Oh. Well, in the no. in the in the episode, uh, he talks about uh, Lil Pump and Smoke Perp. And I don't know if you guys, they had beef a little while ago. Um, Russ says, Lil Pump and Smoke, Par- Smoke Perp are using hip-hop as a marketing tool to be buffoons. He later on it goes, goes into more detail, and he says there's people like Lil Pump and Smoke Perp that... Uh, and people who just are using the f- the fact that hip hop is the coolest thing to be doing right now, and they're using it as a marketing tool to be buffoons. Um, Russ said after qualifying, he's not black, but doesn't make a mockery of the culture, which he doesn't. I'll give that to him. And um, basically, in a justice sense, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to sit here and blah blah. But what he says is he uses they use these marketing tools, and they're so widespread that people in China, in Russia, and all these other countries are seeing it, and they think that that's what it means to be black in America. Absolutely, and, and he says that's kind of making a mockery of the culture, and I I kind of agree with him because I mean Pump is young, and Smoke Perp is young, but there still has to be like we can't be putting that on a pedestal. There has to be standards. <laughs> yeah, like you can't just put whatever out there, and I that goes back to my label, that goes back to my label theory. Definitely goes back to it, just putting on whatever, whatever's cool at the time. I mean, it's that is that gentrification of the music, fucking. Um, I hate I hate that I'm quoting this dude, but Post Malone was even quoted in saying in the GQ magazine that he's only doing it because it's what's like it's what's popular, it's what's making money. Like, are you joking right now? Like, yeah, are, you no, don't even not. feel for the music you're putting out. You're just doing it because you're doing it. Like, uh, he only got famous off White Iverson. Before that, he was doing fucking covers to 
folk music, folk yeah. pop. And fucking Hank Williams Sr. and shit like that. Like, dude, fuck Post Malone. I don't care about Post Malone. Fuck Post Malone. So, um, so getting started. Uh, actually, first off, I want to ask you guys something because I've been seeing it pop up on a lot on my news feed. I don't know if you guys have seen it. And it's something we didn't talk about beforehand. But the history of a woman, does it matter or does it not matter? Like in a relationship sense. Um, are we just talking sexually? Like, are you just talking about like in general? Just in general. I, well, I want to like know if you murdered somebody, but I don't. That's not what I mean. Not to that extreme. Like, but in a relationship. That's what I'm saying. Past in a relationship. Like what you've done. Like if, were you a shitty person to this other person? Did you cheat on them? Are you a hoe? Like does that matter? See, okay. So I think certain things are important to get out on the table. Like for instance, when it comes to like your boundaries and honesty in a relationship, I think that's important to lay out on the table. I think it's important to say, like, oh, I was shitty before. I have cheated on, you know, this person. But I want you to know, like, these are the ramifications and steps I've taken to not be that type of a shit person anymore, and I genuinely think I'm deserving of a relationship with you. But when it comes to, like, things like hoeing, I just... How do I word this? I could fucking care less because do everyone is going to have a past before you like you you think that someone's going to be a nun up until the point they meet you and then they're about to split that shit freaky in fucking bed like no yeah I get that you got to have no, your experience like, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to throw this all out on the table right now but recently Jesse and I were having to back up all of our photos to my my laptop you know just to make sure everything was on our hard drive Found some old nudes from some flings from before I came in the picture that you know didn't even you know was on Hold some on old for phones. Jesse yeah. Like other girls, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who, you know, people who, again, like these are phones we haven't used since 2013, 2014. We're just going to download all our old photos to make Still sure we funny. don't lose them. Because, again, these are like an iPhone 3 and a Samsung S3 or 4 that we're trying to back up shit from. And I see them and it's like, yeah, those people existed before me. I'm going to delete them because we're not creepy. You're not going to keep those now that you don't talk to oh, that person. Okay. But like... What do I care that someone existed before me? I had those pictures still because I, f- I switched through phones so fast. I just want to clarify that, that I didn't even <laughs> use those phones anymore. But that's what I'm saying. They were already like, dead and broken. You she know, it was subsequent phones that we important just kind of tossed into a random drawer. And, you know, yeah, we're just trying to back them up. And, yeah, you see those photos. You see little things and little screenshots and messages. And, like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to click delete real quick because, again, you were going to have a life before me. You were going to have other partners. You were going to do other shit. You were going to have another life. I don't think that matters. But I think when it comes to your integrity, absolutely it matters. If it's so you something think you should like, throw out cheating on the table? Yes, I think you should throw out something like if you fucking have a domestic violence charge or something. Like if you're someone who's laid hands on a partner, if you're someone who's cheated, if you're someone who, you know, has in any way had like such severe ramifications, it's in the same way that... I would let a partner know that I've been in an abusive relationship because I have. And I think that's important to lay out on the table because you need to understand what sort of baggage I come with because of that. Okay, no, I get that. It's so just it's just the honesty aspect of it. It's if you're going to hook up with someone, just be real with them. Let them know you just want to kind of fuck and maybe not message after. Just, and maybe they want the same thing. Don't lead them on on this because then that's when you get start getting weird shit too. Yeah. Like. 
Okay. I, I think, just wanted I you mean, guys to take on it, too. But, yeah, yeah, just be honest about what you're doing and the situation you're in. And half the time, the person's going to be like, okay, I can I can work with it. Or they might turn around and let you know that that crosses their boundaries and they won't work with it. Like, either way, if you're going to build sh- something, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business partnership, you got to do that shit on honesty, no matter what. Okay, I feel you. I just wanted to get your guys because there was a lot. There was a lot of back and forth. Oh, they I'm brought sure. baby mamas and baby daddies into it. And I think that's no. one thing. Yeah. No, you should. Oh, my God. I don't want to make this like segue away from this. But, bro, I saw this clip of 90 Day Fiance. And I don't oh watch this Oh, my God. That shit, show is wild. But, dude, I saw this clip. And this girl. W- okay. So, God, I don't remember her name. But it was this. She was pretty fine. And this very, very average looking white man. And she then revealed that she has kids back in Brazil. But I they, think I saw which she's one you're talking been about. on like a season or two with him already. Like they, it's been a, it's been a continuous relationship. They've been on camera and everything, and then all of a sudden this bomb got dropped. Like I think producers had to talk to her about it or something because she Ooh. had to open up and be like, "Yeah, I got." Because she lied and said she had no kids, and I think she lied and told the show Ooh. she had no kids. But then it was the clip of her telling the dude's white ass old mom, being like, "I lied." I have children back in Brazil. And it's like, w- it was way too much drama for me. Just be honest about that <laughs> shit. Like, Oh, my God. I think I've seen the episode you're talking about. I think I've seen that couple because I was like, yo, how the fuck? How did he get hurt? How did that happen? Because that's what I wondered. And a lot of those episodes, I wonder that because I'm like, yo, this Russian girl is like fine as hell. And then there's just like some average Joe from Idaho. Like, when it's That's my mom. Or when it's like some cute ass guy from South Africa and you see it's like a 55 year old woman who like definitely Ooh. looks like she's been through it in her 55 <laughs> years. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. That's I just, you know, you know, okay. I get it. I'm not saying that a lot of shit isn't built off of love, but I'd imagine TLC pays very well to be on that show. Oh, definitely. <laughs> because there's some things on there, like what the one dude, there, there was one I saw, we are off on a tangent, but there was one dude I saw and he was like, yeah, I still live with my mom and dad. I make like $100,000 a year and I'm bringing my Asian wife here. And the Asian girl was like, we're going to live with your parents? No. And he's all, yeah. And she's all, hell no. <sighs> Don't you tell me that. And she she stayed. They got married. I don't know. I, no. don't, I didn't see like the backup of it because it's on Hulu. So I just watch it like <laughs> here and there. But um, yeah. Oh, whatever. man, that's brutal. It's so wild. Like I would I wouldn't agree to that. Dude, reality show life must just be wild. All right. Now that we're off on a tangent, what <laughs> subject would you like to discuss? I want to start off with the fact that you called it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have man. to start off with that. That shit almost made me mad. It almost made me mad calling it so well. Well, it made me mad that we dropped the podcast on Sunday and Lil Nas X tweeted on Sunday. So now it looks like we fucking recorded it on that day. I'm like, right? Oh. It looks ah. like I turned around as soon as I saw the news. And I was like, yeah, by the way, I think this might be a thing that's happening right now. Yeah. MC but it's like, is that amazing of an editor? He's that fast to get it out. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Day. We're on, on that. No, but yeah, like we clarified, we had recorded that the Friday before. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, this was all I wanted for him was to have an open space for him to come out and to be safe in that space and to also feel like it was on his own time. I didn't want him to feel forced. I didn't want him to feel like it's because all the rumors were swirling or anything like that. And, you know, I thought he is just such a masterful person of the Internet. I mean, you want to talk about being 
that bitch. You want to talk about coming out on the last fucking day of Pride Month when well, you've why already do you think he did that? topped all of the charts, when you've already topped country charts, when you've already, like, when you have already done everything you wanted to do and you've made your Pride Month what you wanted it to be. Well, and then why he, do you think he did that, though? Why, why come out on the last day? I don't know if it so much has to do with it being the last day as... You know, partially, if I'm being honest, I don't think he wanted to also take away from Pride Month. I don't think he wanted to be one of those people that was like commercializing off of it in the beginning of the month, even though he is a queer person. I don't think he wanted to turn around and be like, hey, ha ha ha, this is who I am. Go ahead and stream this. So I think maybe him saving it towards the end of the month was just his own way of kind of being on his own timeline, enjoying his Pride Month, how he wanted to, making the music he wanted to make, making the moves he wanted to make. And then the last day, you know, he he just came out and I did you see on the album cover for closure that yeah. there was a rainbow on one of the buildings and he's like I thought I made it clear he's like I thought I made it obvious like you guys didn't see it like I didn't notice that I thought it was just lights but something I wanted to add on to that was how uh in 2015 Tyler the creator had tweeted something oh, about yeah. I tried to come out of the closet like four days ago and no one cared like I don't I don't think he's mad about it in any way. Like, I don't think no. he gives a fuck. Like, because he's Tyler the Creator is his own entity of a being, you know? I think the only reason it's probably such a big deal that Nas came out, Lil Nas X, I'm sorry, came out as, as being gay is because he tiptoed the lines of country with that song. He tiptoed the lines of a lot of genres. He pissed off a lot of people gay. with that. Right, and I think it, it really made waves. And I think that speaks to what their personalities also are. Because I do think it's... Because, again, like you said, that was back in 2015 that Tyler Creator tweeted that. That was also after a tangent, just a total string of outrageous publicity and with his the odd future store opening i mean because you know that was years the before art, and just the personality he had made around himself the art that was in one of his uh lyric pamphlets in his booklet was like a, a colorful distorted picture of a figure poking his head out of the closet saying is it safe to come out like no it wasn't yes it swear was swear to god on yes, goblin yeah no no it wasn't on goblin it was further up cherry bomb yeah that makes more sense. Yeah. Cherry Bomb it would definitely, make more sense. Just looking at the artwork, I immediately went, that's Cherry Bomb. <laughs> and then Flower Boy. Oh, wow. Hold on. Um, I didn't think about that. Came out as gay and then he drops Flower Boy. And, and that's the thing is, and I don't even know necessarily if these people are gay. Maybe they're bi. Maybe they're, you know what I, I mean? I think Tyler's just bi. In, in a queer sense, I, I think the bigger deal around Lil Nas X is he has made such an internet personality for himself. This is who he is. He's a troll on the internet. He makes fun of everybody. He, you know, takes steps A, B, and C, and he stayed ahead of the marketing game, ahead of the social media game, ahead of the charts. I think with Ty the Creator, the personality he had created up until that point, again, like I was saying, it was so incredibly outrageous. It was almost obtuse. It was vulgar. You know, I think a lot of people didn't take him seriously, and they literally thought it was just another joke from him. I really think that when he talked about it and when he was like, yeah, I like guys, like I really think people turned around and were just like, no, this is him being annoying again. And it's probably him wanting to to start something. And it's like, I think it also speaks to the fact of his friendship with Frank Ocean. I mean, 
Do you think that's who missing? Not missing you. Was that the song? No, Thinking I don't. I don't think that they have any relationship with that song. I think that in their friendship, though, I think that's absolutely probably something they bonded over. I think that's part of the reason that when asked about it, Tyler the Creator was so nonchalant about the fact that Frank Ocean is queer. You know what I mean? I just I think in the long run, if you look at past behaviors and look at things that happened, a lot of people didn't take him seriously. But of course, Tyler the Creator has been giving these signs and giving these hints and maybe it's in the people he hangs out with maybe it's in the art that he makes maybe it's in the music he creates maybe it's in all of these different facets of his life but people just didn't take him seriously because for a long time tyler didn't want to be taken seriously well i don't even think it's that it wasn't taken not taken seriously because he didn't want to but he was a very radical out there like i'll say whatever and that's what i'm saying like people just thought it was no big you know they're like oh it's just tyler being tyler again he's just saying whatever he wants because again he was vulgar he was obtuse he was this outrageous, ca- crazy character. And I think that... Yeah, when I saw the Yonkers video for the first time, I fucking flipped. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that was the dopest video ever, though. I just... I think who he is as an artist was so known for being outlandish that people just thought it was another stunt, and that's why it wasn't taken seriously. But I do think that's kind of upsetting because, again, it speaks to how we treat queer people and their coming out because it really is like I said so many people tried to push Lil Nas X and we're you know pushing all these rumors and all of these things and, ah just admit to it and it's like but what uh, if he just wants his own time what if he wants his own space to just have to just enjoy the flowers he has at the moment yeah and I, and it's not that the flowers would necessarily change but it's like maybe they w- you, a lot of them will yeah and it's, honestly you also don't understand a person's journey that they're on in the understanding and accepting of themselves, you know? Yeah, so it's like, just leave them alone. That, just to be honest. Leave them alone. Just as a straight perspective, no, I couldn't understand that. Right? So it's like, leave him alone. I'm glad that he is doing his thug thizzle, and I am glad that he is still chart-topping and doing his thing. I'm glad you mentioned chart-topping because Old Town Road... <coughs> Old Town Road is the number one song in Australia, Austria, Belgium, China, Denmark, France, Hungar- Hungary, Ireland, Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Switzerland, and the UK singles charts. It's been certified platinum in France, the France, the UK, Italy, double platinum in New Zealand, triple platinum in the United States, and five times platinum in Australia. Bro, who the fuck in Australia is like this horse who song. in hungary is listening to old town road <laughs> congratulations no, five times no, platinum in australia yeah, though like yeah i don't know but i mean he's fucking he's a domination on the charts and i definitely think him coming out is gonna affect it in some of these countries it will affect it i think in some countries it will yes but i think I think he will still get a totality of support from where it matters. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Do you have an idea that even in those other countries, any publicity is good publicity? Like, I don't know if you remember, like, forever and a fucking day ago, I think back before even the 2000s, when that weird two girls came out of Russia tattoo and they were oh, gay. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And that yeah. was supposed to be a big deal. But they came out that one hit. And then they kind of disappeared, I think, actually. Yeah, they were like a one-hit wonder. But either way, publicity is publicity. So times have kind of changed. So do you think in a way maybe it'll be good? I think in a way you're going to have underlying queer communities in every single one of those countries who... I think they none of those countries can deny the fact that he's a powerhouse. doesn't matter yeah. what it changes now. 
He's a fucking powerhouse with oh, yeah. those numbers. Oh, yeah. Triple fucking platinum. Or no, five times platinum in Australia. That's wild. So it doesn't matter if he's gay. He's got it. And it doesn't matter if you're gay, Lil Nas X. We still love you. I love Panini, and I love Closure. The song Closure. Um, I'm just saying. I love Paninis, too. Since we were talking <laughs> <It's a> about... song. <laughs> since we were talking about being certified, something uh, that just kind of popped across my feed that I wanted to mention is that The weekend is now RIAA Diamond certified, and he is the 23rd artist ever to be so. Um, the Hills has moved over 10 million units now, and something I think is really exciting about that is we should be seeing some uh, something new coming from the weekend because with that news back in January, he was kind of teasing to fans about you know oh like I, I've been working on something in the studio like this next one's going to be coming out soon it's sounding real good and then in June he deleted his Instagram or he deactivated it. He and did yes. For Does at least he do that for a rollout? I don't know if he specifically does it for a rollout, but since that has been the common occurrence amongst artists, it definitely got rumors brewing. It got people talking about, oh, maybe, you know, because he'd already been talking about being back in the studio and now being Diamond certified. I just, I would like to hear something different from him. I'd love to hear something new. Um, you know, m- ah, God, was it Melancholy Music? Is that exactly what it uh Melancholy something. It, it was weekend. his mixtape in 2017 that had Call Out My Name and a couple other songs on it. Um, and, you know, that was supposedly about his breakup with Selena Gomez. And now oh, that yeah, he okay, has rekindled his relationship with, oh God, is it? It's either Bella Hadid or Hadid. Don't fucking know how to pronounce it. But she's the model that he'd had a relationship with previously. They broke up. He dated Selena, whatever. But they've rekindled. Okay. They seem to be doing really good. I would love to hear some more. Do we want to hear the, the weekend? In yes, love? I want to hear him back on I cocaine and weekend. in love. Like, yeah. No, I'm not saying I don't love the weekend, but I'm saying, do we want to hear the weekend in love, or do we want to hear heartbroken? The we weekend? just got heartbroken no. weekend. Sad I need weekend. I need. I need upbeat. I'm trying to have me. a hot girl summer, and that is not going to happen without some more upbeat shit. Exactly. Like, I can't feel my face wasn't upbeat. That. Yes. Don't of tell me you couldn't have had a dope summer to. But we. I need can't it. feel my face when I'm with you. Come on. That was obviously a cry for fucking help, but it was an amazing song. Don't be don't say those things. That hurts. It's me. about cocaine. It's about how much she's doing. And it was a fucking amazing song. Yeah, I hate get to me say high. That. But some it was artists about are that just had nothing better. To do about a woman. I know, but like bro, cocaine and women, I love I got, better I, on I drugs. got the combination of it, but that's what I'm saying. I, I hate to say it, but yeah, artists are Kind of better when they are on drugs. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, they take it too far on occasion. Oh, yeah, he wasn't in the stew with cocaine, I'm mad. Oh. I'm not saying he doesn't, I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, something I just <laughs> saw, I didn't look too much into it, and it's not something we talked about before we got started, but I just saw that he made his way through his drug classes and got his case taken off his record. Yeah, Atlanta police, uh, they actually did let him, which I think was Good wild, because usually for a gram of fucking weed, you're thrown in jail. So for him to have cocaine on him in Atlanta like that, good job, man. Yeah, I mean, I thought I just like I said, it's not something we talked about before, but I thought it was kind of dope. Made it through his, his drug classes. And his features on uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three was amazing. Really, I loved him on Revenge. Hey, of the I, Dreamers. I guess we should get into that now. Revenge oh, of the sure. Dreamers three that. dropped. That was that dude. Nineteen ninety three has to be the fucking funniest song ever. I don't. You guys need to hear it. If you haven't heard it, you need to hear it because it's a fucking hilarious song. It's them. It's I. It kind of made me mad because all of them would start going off like they would get like halfway through i think like five bars 
and then somebody comes in like, no, 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 stop rapping. This is a smoking session. I'm trying to get high. Stop <laughs> rapping and start passing. And I'm like, oh, shit. It was a funny-ass song, man. It's a dope-ass album. I haven't got to listen to all of it yet. It's still really new. It just came out yesterday. I want to say like 10 o'clock. Yeah. So I heard like the ones everybody was talking about already. So I just went to those straight because I was like, oh, he's got to be fire. But Aria Lennox is on it. I don't know if you guys know who Aria Lennox is. Yeah. She's an amazing singer. She's on it. Um, I didn't hear the one with ASAP Rocky yet either. That's the one I want to hear. Yeah, I saw that there were a lot of really dope features. I mean, there's people that I didn't even know were part of that that collective. Essentially, they're not. Part of that. They Dude, just so it was. Just J all Cole just r- brought random fucking artists and oh, was see, like, and that's interesting. I thought it was entirely people from the label and whatnot. No, so they're all on it. Jid, uh, I don't know if it's Jid or Jid, but I always feel weird saying Jid, so I just say. Oh, right, Jid. you don't want to. You don't want to say it, even though it's. Though. Yeah, I get that. Anyway, yeah, JID's on there. Uh, Earth Gang is on there. Ba- Boz is on there. I cannot remember the s- the girl singer that's on Dreamville at the moment. She's on there though. Uh, J Cole's obviously on it, and I really think it's dope that J Cole did it because when I read it, it says Revenge of the Dreamers three and J Cole. So I think for people who aren't all these other fans of people like like a reason. Uh, ASAP Rocky or Aria Lennox and Ty Dolla Sign. It's really Max cool for you to yeah for you to look up people. Like you look up J Cole now, you're gonna see Revenge of the Dreamers three, and now you're gonna see uh, that's good. <coughs> and now you're gonna see all these other r- artists. You're gonna be like, damn, who is that? And Buddy's on there too. Buddy's really dope. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Uh, but now you're gonna. It's like a showcase for me, I guess you would say. It's really cool for J Cole to do that. See, no, I do think that's really cool. And I know it was also accompanied by a documentary that they yes. did. I hadn't got to to look into that too much, but I saw snippets of the trailer. Have you seen it at all? I have not seen it yet. I think that'll be something to really check out. I think it's it's interesting when artists release an accompaniment like that, um, specifically like a video documentary, docuseries, anything like that. And an accompaniment with an album, I think it's really important to process those two pieces of art separately and then together as a whole as well. Yeah, because I loved the For Your Eyes Only documentary. I don't know if you guys ever got to see it, but um, it really it shed new light on For Your Eyes Only. Because when I first heard For Your Eyes Only, I was like, this is a cool album. Right. It's all right. But when I watched the documentary and how he put the songs in the documentary, because it was basically one long ass music video. Right. But there are pieces of history he goes and sees. And uh, like he goes to see where Mike Brown got shot. He goes there and I forget what song he puts there, but it was a really dope way he put it. Uh, The song For Your Eyes Only is probably the saddest fucking song I've ever heard by J. Cole. Nah, bro, that's a sad ass fucking song. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like. recording in the desert <laughs> yeah we just killed a spider it wasn't that big it was yeah i don't even know what kind of spider that was so. it was ugly yeah it looked like a maybe a baby wolf spider don't say that what don't. what the f- a wolf spider that's the scariest thing i've ever heard in my life viewers if you don't know what that is go half ahead and wolf, look it up spider. on google images in your dark room at night maybe leave the window <laughs> open <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. All right. What were we talking about? Anyways, For Your Eyes Only being a sad-ass song. Being oh, yeah. the saddest song. That was the saddest song J. Cole's ever made. And it ma- The first time I heard it, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand where it was coming from. And then when I finally understood, that was like his homie talking to his daughter. I was like, no. <laughs> the the, the fact that you, it almost sounded like you were making fun of me. Oh. 
Like no it almost sounded like you were making one. Like, <laughs> you hear someone complaining, you're like, oh. <laughs> no, that's not what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But speaking of it being his homie's song to his daughter, J. Cole is having another kid. His wife is pregnant with their second. Oh, man. Shout out to him. Right? He's just got a whole bunch of shit going on right now. Yeah, like, most definitely. And he did the, I think it's She's Mine Part 2, was all about his daughter being born, I think. Oh, so I wonder what he'll drop. On his next album? Oh. This one. Man, he, I, I need another what album from fucking table, Kendrick. Child? That's what I need. I'm very fucking mad he went dark, and I haven't got a Kendrick album yet. I know, and that's really interesting because we also haven't seen him. No, like anywhere. You he know, wasn't he wasn't at the awards. No, we haven't seen him at any press events. We haven't. No, we haven't seen him anywhere. I'm pretty mad. I like that though. That means he's he's focused. I can I only that. imagine what that means he's putting out though, because not shit has been leaked. Nothing about studio time. Nothing about nothing. So, you know. Punch I would hasn't even said anything on Twitter, and usually he puts out some kind of hieroglyphic tweet so i'm excited <laughs> about that that would hate when he does that that would be dope i would definitely be interested in that now that we're talking about releases though kendrick uh asap ferg is coming out with an album this month i actually haven't even looked up the no name of it fucking yet, way i swear to god dude asap i think Rocky. literally on the last episode we were talking about this how i would fuck it it was either the last one or the one before i think it was the last one i literally was just saying i would fucking kill to hear an album from him right now we haven't heard anything since still striving in 2017 and i mean don't get me wrong there are some artists with that you know it's the whole idea of instant gratification in the music industry just sucking up album after album after album but you know some artists are releasing things with only like six month time spans in between or maybe a year so for him to have been silent for two years and i haven't seen anything i am so ready to hear something come from him i oh my god oh my god that'll be my album of the summer Oh, yeah, I know. And so is uh, Nas. He's putting out the Lost Tapes, too. I believe the first one came out in, like, the 90s. That's wild. I was I was looking at the ASAP Ferg album. But for some reason, I'm not seeing it. Riff Raff. Who the fuck cares about Riff Raff? Oh, Treasure Chest. Is that who you're talking about? That's that song you're talking about with Chief Keef? No. That's not the one? Overseas. Overseas, okay, no treasure. I uh, guess treasure, treasure, treasure chest came out with Riff Raff and Chief Keef on July fourth. Oh my God, why would you do that to yourself, Chief Keef? I haven't cared about Riff Raff since that motherfucker was on G's and Gents <laughs> on MTV, <laughs> <laughs> or was it VH1? Who gives a fuck? It was either Channel forty three or forty four. I forgot. Do you remember Charm School with Pumpkin and and what's her name? Oh my God. Yeah, reality TV is fucking wild. Dude, and that was like the second gen. That was after already doing like Flavor of Love and doing like all of those shows that started the wave of all of these fucking people that apparently needed to be reformed, which then brought about the second generation of their reality shows, which was then trying to reform these people <laughs> on Charm School and shit like G's and Gents and like you, Marriage Boot you Camp. you remember the one... Th- Tool Academy, was it? Tool Academy! There's no such thing as Tool Dude, Academy. That was the best. It was these oh. fucking tool-ass tools and their fucking girlfriends, dude. And they were in these fucked up relationships and they're like, let's try to fix them. Let's do it. And like, slowly, obviously, couples would get voted off and it's just, it's amazing. As far as I can remember, I think 
the skinny dude with the Vinny blowout one. But I don't I don't recall. That was forever and a day ago. I was too I young feel like watching that, was that show. Poly D before Poly D. <laughs> it was. It, it kind of was. Man, uh, fucking reality TV. Did you see any? Did you, were you able to find anything about the album though? I actually couldn't. That's okay. It, it's it's, probably it's just coming out this month. Next next podcast, I'll definitely tell you guys about. I mean, it. especially since he did the pull up. Oh yeah, like, I have. Damn, I haven't watched that one either. Since he did the pull up, it really wouldn't surprise me that he is about to have an album drop. You know what I mean? It seems like good timing with it. If that's his rollout, that's a dope ass rollout to be on the pull up with Joe Budden. I don't know if you guys are huge. I'm a huge Joe Budden fan. I was a huge Joe Budden fan of back when All Love Lost came out, though. That was a while ago. And Mood Music. Mood Music 2 and 3 were my favorite. Padded Room. I love Joe Budden. What do you want me to do? He's a dope rapper. Since we're talking about... At this point, you might just have this fucking episode dedicated to him. Damn. Oh, oh, the Joe Budden (laughs) podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Since we're talking about ASAP... Ferg, though, did you want to get into the whole ASAP Rocky scandal at the moment? Because I'm going to say scandal because I definitely don't think this has anything to do with laws anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would hurt to touch on it, especially since ASAP Ferg literally just posted, like, hashtag free Flacco. Free Flacco. Yeah. Like, they're, they're holding him with no calls, no visitations for two weeks, whatever, whatever. So, I mean, at that... For two weeks? <laughs> at this point... We are looking at him being detained for about four days as of right now when this is being recorded. Um, And, you know, from what's been said, they are holding him in solitary confinement. Again, no phone calls, no visitations um, and for the two weeks until he has his like technical trial, which is, you know, he was supposed to see the judge yesterday to see what they were going to do about the two week thing. I don't think much has came out. But I'll look into that later. You know, we'll get get to that to next podcast. The interesting thing to me about the whole two weeks, don't get me wrong. Every country is well within its rights to have a holding period before they have a trial. You know, that that's very, very normal. We have it. There are people that are held for, you know, upwards of two or three years in county jails before they're ever sent to their actual trial. Yeah. So it's not that that's abnormal. Yeah, it's not weird. But the fact of the matter is... That it's straight solitary confinement yes. is a little weird. And it's because he is who he is and he has the name that he has. Because realistically, it is now a human rights issue. They are not letting the American embassy contact him. And this isn't like, oh, they're just ignoring some phone calls. There's an American embassy in Sweden. Yeah. These are actual people and officials that are being ignored. They can go down there. Yeah. This is literally a human rights violation now because at this point... That that's not allowed. He is an American citizen. You have to let the American government know what is happening with him. You have to let them have access in some manner. Yeah. Especially because this is this is one of our allied nations. Like I'm not going to jump into history and all that bullshit. But like, bro, we're we're part of the United Nations. We all kind of got to listen to these certain rules. So they can't just not let him be spoken to. I think they're making an example out of him. And if we're speaking on the actual case and what's happening and what's going on. I think he was being followed. I think he was being harassed. I think that, yeah, you know. Yeah, dudes uh, had it coming. Yeah, like, do, do I think that they, you know, totally deserve to get the shit beat out of them, to get punched, you know, with whatever happened? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think what's recently come out about the whole, oh, yeah, he did it to protect those women that were getting their <sighs> butt slapped? I 
don't think he cared that much about I mean, that. I think he was more concerned with the fact that his bodyguard had like some headphones thrown at him. And I think he was more concerned with the fact that they were like trying to get in his face and trying yeah. to bother him. I think it was more of an after the fact. They just turned around and they were like, I mean, it was happening. It'll look good for him. Make him a martyr for the women. And I don't even, th- I don't know if you go back and watch the IGTV video, is that how you say it? The yeah. Instagram live TV video. Yeah. They, they said it in the video and he didn't beat him up. That was like, I think, two minutes before the actual right, fight. Right. Like happened. it took way more pushing him. And yeah. And, but yeah, I think it was just him being followed. But at the same time, being at ASAP Rocky stature, even if he was being a martyr for the women, I think it would be like, damn, at this point it doesn't matter because they're really just getting him on aggravated assault. Yeah, and, and realistically what they're getting him on is just and it's to just make an example, an example of him because yeah. we see this in American media constantly. We've seen instances of paparazzis, fans, enemies, all sorts of people who harass, degrade, try to assault different celebrities and people. And so I just, I think that you know we see these instances all the time and you might see someone get sued for something like I leave my hospital bill money because I got a concussion when you pushed me down but (laughs) it's one of those things where you cannot look at something like that and be like oh he was in the wrong thanks (laughs) like he's being harassed he's being followed he's on the verge of being assaulted by these people he's only being protected by his security to to an extent you know what i mean because yeah, he can how, only do so much yeah like so i don't know i think he was in the right and i think they're just trying to make an example out of him as being an american citizen in in a foreign country they just want to have that example because they don't want people to think that it's fine to participate in these different things and don't get me wrong i don't think it's fine to assault anybody but don't just, follow somebody yeah, as a fucking just weirdo. Just because ASAP Rocky is a celebrity, just because he has fans, just because he has money, doesn't mean you can turn around and yeah. then punish him for that. Ask him for an, for a fucking autograph and get on your way. Like, like get get the fuck out of here. That's just weird. I don't know. I think they're just kind of being crazy on that. So free Flacco. Free Flacco, pretty um, good. Since we're talking about police activity and being detained and all that good stuff i think we should go into the police the deputy involved shooting specifically i think we should start with slim okay okay Prayers and condolences to his family first starting off um if if you haven't heard yet slim 400 was on west spruce, spruce street in la and um he was talking to his manager and um, I forget what they were talking about details of something. I don't think they put it all out of what they were talking about, but that's not the part of the story that matters. Um, he was talking to his manager, and the manager said that all he heard was, oh, shit, four shots were fired. And then he continuously heard another 15 seconds of shots. So what happened was is Slim was in the car, car drove by, shot at Slim's car. They stopped, got out, and tried to finish him. They didn't. Slim's in the hospital. He's stable. He's supposed to make a full recovery. Shot nine times, though. Once he was in shot the head, nine too. Nine times. It's nine times. Didn't kill him. And he survived. He survived. So now, though, on that same block is where the police chase started for the deputy involved shooting. So if you haven't heard about it at all, you know, on July 3rd. Yes. Um, YG's bulletproof Escalade was involved in a deputy-involved shooting in Compton. 
Um, so even though it's registered in his name, he said he was unaware it was out on that day. Um, he didn't know anything of the shooting until after the fact or anything about any of what happened, you know, the, the, the chase. Any he said from his alibi that he was in the studio all day, July 3rd, well into after midnight going into July 4th. Mm-hmm. So he was in the studio. He was doing his thing. Which his is His vehicle just so happened to be used in this. And, I mean, I think it's important to remember this is also his bulletproof Escalade that he rides around Compton in all the time. Yeah. You know, this is his regular vehicle. So people know this vehicle very, very well, definitely, especially in that area. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if you want to go into more of the actual story on it. So we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll just tell yeah. a brief story. So yeah. what happened was, yeah, so what happened was is that the Escalade was driving around um, in Compton. The police were called to reckless driving. I guess he was swerving a little bit. Um, the car wouldn't pulled over whenever they tried to get him pulled over. The car then went on a pursuit. The SUV did. Somebody in the SUV didn't hop out, but I'm, I'm assuming he out the window with, with an assault rifle, shot at the police. Police fired back. An elderly man, I think he was 60 years old, was shot in the streets. He was just a, just a standby, uh, not standby, passerby. <coughs> um, he was shot, and um, it went into Inglewood, and they fled from the vehicle, and they caught one of them. They haven't released any names yet because it's still under investigation of the whole thing because a cop was hit. The deputy was grazed, I believe. Nothing serious. Um, so they took the one guy, and I believe there's still two out. And that's when they've realized that the car was registered to YG. Right. And, you know, something interesting is uh, official reports, unofficial reports, they say at least one person got away. L.A. Times reports that it's more, though, two, two. if not three people. No, one got one was captured. There was three altogether, they said. So definitely like two that got away then. And that that's really interesting because I think they're really trying to keep that under wraps until they have more of an idea of what's happening with that and more yeah. of an investigation. Cause you know, based on official reports, you know, it sounds like, Oh, it was a suspected DUI. It was a reckless driver. The chase happened. I don't think it's any coincidence that it happened on the same block. I think they were looking for someone. They had I, to be looking like, for somebody. And I, I don't think you pull up in a bulletproof escalade for nothing. And I, I don't know. Do you think it's connected back? I definitely, I mean, why, why G and slim, are known homies like on the brothers yeah like on the mic and off the mic they're known to know each other they're known to hang out with each other so i wouldn't i wouldn't put it i don't i'm not gonna say i wouldn't put it past yg because he he's more of a role model now you know what i mean i feel like he does have he does have that in the back of his mind but for somebody to try to kill your brother I mean, you're not just going to take that sitting down at the same time. It's not that I think he also necessarily knew, but I think that maybe, you know, it was one of those things where someone kind of turned around and said, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Someone kind of turned around and said, hey, we know where old boy hangs out. Can we use the whip? Yeah. Like, and I I think it might have just been something simple like that. More you don't. Again, just like you said, the more you don't know, the better. Yeah. And. He w- he has his alibi. He was in the studio. I think that's accurate. I don't think he wasn't in the studio. But I I think to some extent, it's I think it's definitely connected back. And I think to some extent, YG was somewhat connected or have some knowledge, but not, not to the extent of being like some mastermind planner. But no, if we're being no. real, if I'm going to go do something of that sort, I want a bulletproof Escalade. Yeah, for real. Because you don't want to be doing that shit with that without something. Yeah. And he had an assault. Then they had an assault rifle on him. 
So that's a little wild, too, to have the bulletproof Escalade and the assault rifle all at the same time. No, no, I think that'll be really, I think it'll be interesting to see how it develops out. I mean, you know, obviously, why it's not like YG's been detained or anything of that sort. No, like, they, they asked him yet. questions, and, you know, so I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and what's going to actually happen. Yeah, And what the investigation is going to reveal about those people who ran, because that also is going to really, really tell us what And if the guy who's arrested is connected back to YG in any way. Well, what I'm thinking is if he's connected back to Slim, like... Oh, yeah. Because, you know, in in my opinion, the other pieces of the puzzle will fall into place when we know who all the pieces of the puzzle are. Yeah, most definitely. Type of shit. So as of right now, you know, it's kind of just some early speculation that we're on, but I definitely think it's connected, especially being on the same block. While, I mean, since we're just on the legality role and tangent, I think I'm going to continue on to it um, to say that Jay-Z is involved in a suit against Iconics Brand Group Incorporated. Okay. Um, so it's the Rock Nation legal team that's suing them. They apparently falsified financial statements to inflate their earnings before entering into their deal with Rock Nation in 2013 with the into their business deal. So this corporate, I mean, sorry, this ink, this incorporation, so not corporation, yeah, whatever, is essentially being accused of falsifying their earnings statements and in turn that then frauds your business partners, the people you're involved with. It brings down your uh, value in your market. It brings down all of your shares. Essentially. Well, I think it's uh, important to note as well, you know, Jay, I don't know if you know or anybody listening knows that um, Jay-Z was actually um, accused of the same thing with Tidal. Really? Kanye West has uh, had been saying that for a while that that uh, Jay Z was faking. I don't know if he was faking streams or if he was just faking the numbers after the fact of it being streamed. That uh, he was just faking the numbers to make it go up. See, and I think that that's really interesting because it almost seems a little hypocritical. I guess I understand it to an extent since <laughs> literally. It accuses the defendant company of fabricating financial reports to falsely inflate its earnings. And that it also explains the accusations come out of a massive years-long fraud perpetrated by Iconics and its affiliates to amass a portfolio of trademarks under false pretenses. So I don't think it was just Rock Nation. I think this also tied into, like, multiple other business practices and dealings. And the colossal accounting scandal they're talking about, I mean, at least part of it, is that it sent its share price from a peak of more than 400 in uh, 2014, the sorry, 400 per share in 2014 to less than a dollar today. So, I mean, when you look into it, it, it seems to be a domino effect of multiple businesses that have been affected because now, like, for instance, Jay-Z had to be privately questioned about the fraud allegations by the Securities and Exchange Commissions. So he's now dealing with the fact that They've incurred substantial legal expenses. The federal government's investigations into the fraud is now going to reflect on Jay-Z, and it's now going to affect their business earnings. It's going to affect the brand deals that they do from now on. And that's what I was going to say is we don't know. We don't exactly know how much they were into it. You know what I mean? So there was a couple things here and there that maybe he was uh, linked up and and he was inking deals with, but we don't know how much of Rock Nation – they had partnered with it could have been clothes it could have been just the music but it also speaks to jay-z's um i would say integrity that i guess that goes back to integrity because now it looks bad on jay-z whenever all this comes out and they're like yeah we did lie yeah 
especially because even if he had no involvement or knowledge of it, now it looks like, well, you did business dealings with these people who have duped multiple other people. I mean, you know, maybe even thousands. We have no idea how many But that's what I'm saying. Jay-Z has his hands in so many things, so we don't know how far deep this company is with Jay-Z. Yeah. Or Rock Nation. And, I mean, they had business dealings with him since 2013, so that's history. lines at least, yeah. So I mean that's really all I had in regards to all the all the crazy stuff happening in the legal world. We don't usually, you know, touch on too much of that stuff cuz a lot of it can be very gossipy and oh this person getting charged with yeah. this and uh, this person taking a deal and snitching and all that shit, but I think it's important to recognize certain going ons. We definitely need to get scene. an update on the Eric Holder trial. Yeah. That is one thing that I do want to bring back up eventually. He is still pleading not guilty. He has been held for the last couple of months. I literally was just seeing some stuff on it because I don't know. I don't know if you saw this. I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't get a chance to send it to you. But um, Nipsey's brother and Crips LLC essentially got in a in a small legal battle over trademarking the marathon continues the the slogan they did yeah like his his brother who obviously it's his family in lauren london who who tried to trademark it as and it's like it's the family and estate of nipsey you know and it was his brother who put in for the legal paperwork but i guess the crips llc and if you don't know what the crips llc is it's literally just the actual business standings for the crips they had to have like a, a legality representation sort of thing so it's it's the crips oh okay um so it's neighborhood, I'm assuming, because that's where Nipsey's from. No, no one from Neighborhood Crips is involved in the LLC. Funny enough, what? So that's why it caused such a such a rift because it's it's just other Crips apparently who had tried to trademark it, um, and apparently upon finding out that his brother was already in the process of you know, the legal proceedings, they turned around, they apologized exponentially. They were like, we're so sorry for, for any issues we may have caused. Like we had no intentions of stepping on any toes. Like we full heartedly apologized to Lauren London and his family. They said that they spoke to Nipsey's sister, apparently. Okay. And verbally apologized to her and like, you know, to, cause that was the only person they could get a hold of, like in the family essentially. Um, but, yeah, I, ju- I thought it was just so crazy because, you know, in doing that, that's that's a hellfire to really start to try to trademark that slogan and none of you to even be. Yeah. Like not to be in his family. Like Lauren, Lo- Lauren London definitely needs to do it or at least Nipsey's estate. Whoever whoever's running Nipsey's estate definitely needs to get some of those things trademarked that he did. Um. I guess I wanted to shout out Billy Ray and say fuck Miley Cyrus all over again. Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> loves her dad so much more. And she's and she's just getting shit on. I know all the time. I mean, dude, and, when you're someone like Billy Ray, you just he just has that personality too. Yeah, he people does. just like him more. People just like him more. Because he's honest. Because he's goofy, but he's honest about it. Yeah. He's just been real. Yeah. He hasn't tried to fake nothing. Like he came into Lil Nas' song, a country singer, and left a country singer. Yeah. Now, if I see a a rap album by him in the next coming months or no. years, I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad. Shit. Yeah. Because don't do that. But as of right now, he's just yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. Shut up. Having a good time. Ray. Taking photos with weed sometimes. There's a photo of him <laughs> with a bong no, sitting isn't. on. Dude, there are so many photos that have come out with him now, like with weed and uh, even with. Wasn't one of them specifically after uh, Noah and 
what's his face? L- Lil Diego now. No, not Lil, Lil Van anymore. Is that oh, his name? Yeah, because he because he <laughs> he's not checked himself life. into rehab and he quit drugs. He ain't oh, about that care. shit no more. I, I know, but hate Lil Van. Uh, everyone does. But yeah, it was it was in the midst of them dating. There was a photo of like Billy. Ray. I think he was holding Lil Zan's like bong and his like like sitting <laughs> in their backyard and shit like that. Like, so he's just a funny dude. He's having a good time on the internet. He's being an old man on the internet. Like, I'm not mad at him for it. I love Billy Ray. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just had to say that because every people have been shitting on Miley Cyrus, but everybody still loves Billy Ray. I know. <laughs> Shout out Billy Ray, man. <laughs> Fuck you, Miley. Um, I don't know if you guys want. I think we touched on everything. I mean, I. So I guess I just wanted to talk about like a couple little features and collabs and little things that are happening right now. Uh, Chief Keef just hopped on Tarantino's track overseas. If you don't know Tarantino, he's from Glow Gang. Um, I listened to it today, you know, specifically to talk about it on this. I thought it was a really dope song. Okay, Tarantino. Now I know who you're talking yeah. about. Um, it's T-E-R-I-N-T-I-N-O. If you're yeah, trying yeah. to spell it right, you're not going to find it. I think he did that song with uh, Montana, I want to say. Oh, I didn't gang see that. Gang in this bitch, gang oh, in I didn't see bitch. that. That's no, dope. That's an old song. That's old as shit. Um, but it's it's a really good song. I listened to it. For the most part, it's almost entirely Chief Keef. Really? Like, yeah. I, I, I looked it up because I was listening to it, and I thought I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this sounds almost entirely like Chief Keef. And yeah, I think there's only like a single verse that's actually by Tarantino. That's so, dope. So it's a really good song. I really liked it. I think it, it's not very long. I think it's only, you know, like two 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 and a half two minutes 45 seconds you know something small like uh, that that's what they all are now. um but i really liked it i thought it was some good verses i you know i love hearing stuff from chief keith i feel like we never hear anything mainstream about him anymore you know because no. he, he keeps to himself kind of does his own thing well, he's been producing a lot yeah i know that much he makes a lot of beats but i thought i thought that was pretty cool and then Fat Joe and Lil Wayne, and I mean Dr. Dre too, but I, I was more excited about Fat Joe and Lil Wayne. They actually just collabed for uh, Fat Joe's song Pullin' off of his new album. Yes, off of his new one. Um, and this is their first collab in like a decade, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they make worked it together rain. back in like, t- what, that was 2005, I want to say? T- maybe, like maybe 07. Yeah, but again, it's, it's been like a good decade since they've worked together, and a, they did a video for it as well as a song. Um, it's an exclusive release from Tidal, and we're all poor. None of us have Tidal, so I haven't <laughs> hey, been able Jay. to watch the video for it. But you, I'm you sure you help people it's good. out. Help me out with that title, right? I uh, I looked up the lyrics. I checked it out. I read it over a little bit, and in my opinion, just from reading it, not even hearing the beat or anything, I already think Lil Wayne bodied it. Like just reading it and looking at some of the wordplay. I always love what comes from Lil Wayne, but it looks like it's gonna be a pretty dope song. I. I'm going to try to find it when We're I actually get to home get to listen YouTube. to the audio. Right? See if I can find someone All who's then YouTubers. illegally streamed it and downloaded yeah. it. You know what I mean? Sorry, Jay-Z, but you know, this is how it is. Yeah, I mean, hey, Jay, if you want to give me the code and I'm give down. me some free title, I'll watch everything. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll, I'll watch everything and I will exclusively stream from title if I can right. get that. But I think that's pretty cool. I, I love hearing new things from them. We haven't heard anything from Fat Joe in a while, at least that I knew um, about. So this is the first I time the I've Remy heard. I think Remy Ma song was... Going Remy Ma in French Montana? Yeah. I think it was the last time I heard Fat Joe. So I think it's pretty cool oh, no, to know that he was on a album. Jim Jones album. Did you guys, you guys like but Jim Jones? But just as a feature, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be but really nice to dope. hear him as a, a another full album. I think it'll be cool. Um, and then when we're talking about full albums, Burner and Currency are collabing on an album right now. They just shared the track list for Fino Grigio. And what does that mean? Um, so I love it. So Pino Grigio is a 
a white wine and okay. if, if you're a wine drinker everyone knows a pinot like that you know we love pinot grigios it's very very good it's very nice um Fino, though, is phenotypes, and that has to do with cannabis strains. So you have different oh. phenotypes, which are the gross off the plant. So you might have um, Chemdog 1. You might have Girl Scout Cookies 33. You might have Mimosa 4. I think it's also interesting to add the fact that Burner, I don't want to say created the strand, but Wiz Khalifa did help him making Girl Scout Cookies. Oh, that Burner's is cookies. That is... Yeah, it's burners cookies. I think. Either way, it's it's one of those things where like he's he's all the way back to it. Like that's his. He's always been in the game with it, though. Yeah, so he's it's definitely like a huge cannabis uh, pheno connoisseur. Connoisseur. Because like, oh, I just, think he's just so with his roots. That's yeah. all yeah. it is. I just like, I really like. I just really like the word play on it, especially because. You know, if you're a wine drinker, you know, there's a million different types of Pinot Grigios. There's a million different types of these different, you know, wines and all these different alcohols. And anyone who is a connoisseur of anything knows what variety, a good variety means. So I think it's interesting to play on the Fino Grigio, kind of touching in on the all of the different types of weed. And the cover art is very to the tone of burner and currency as well. You know, it's it's a bunch of cannabis. It's um, there's a woman. I, I couldn't tell it was kind of small. It looked like maybe she was sitting in a chalice, like a cup of some sort. And it's like weed all around. Oh, like her. the Holy Grail. Yeah, and then it's weed all around her and like stuff the, like that. Uh, like the cannabis cup. But, oh, didn't right. think about that. But some of the features on it is uh, like cocaine, Richie Rich, Mozzie, Cypress Hills, Be Real. Um, so, you know, it looks like it's oh, going to have some interesting features worse. on it. So I'm really excited about that. So I think that'll be pretty cool. Other than that, I haven't really seen any collabs or anything interesting going on. I mean, I know Wu-Tang is about to release. Sorry, not Wu-Tang specifically. I know Hulu is about to release the Wu-Tang 10-episode drama. It's called Wu-Tang, an American saga. If you haven't been able to check it out yet, the trailer just dropped for it, not like a within the last week. Um, Dave East is going to be playing Method Man. Joey Badass is going to be playing Inspector Deck. Um those are like two really big standout names for people that are in it right now. But I mean, looking at it just from an outside perspective, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Method Man is one of the executive producers. Um, while Jizza, Ghostface Killa, Inspector Deck, Master Killa, and even the estate of ODB are all consulting producers. I can't wait to see this. So I think it's going to be phenomenal. And it being a drama, I mean, Ooh, oh, I love dramatization. We need to watch this together. Yeah. We should live stream. We should live stream part of it for the podcast. Hell yeah. Because that would just be good. watch an episode and talk about it the whole time. I think it's going to be really, really phenomenal. It's going to be the first one I'm actually looking forward to checking out. Um, Because, you know, Hulu and Netflix come out with a lot of docu-series that are dramatizations. But this is the first one that I'm seeing that I'm really, really interested in since The American People versus OJ on Netflix. Is that the one we were supposed to watch together? What other thing were we supposed to watch together we never did? Oh, The Green Book. Yeah. And the Klansman. But don't worry, guys. We get together to make shrimp tacos like every week. So <laughs> it'll happen. Right. We'll right. come back and tell you guys about it. Right. We'll get we'll get to our we'll get on top of our shit eventually. But other than that, I mean, not that it's been a slow news week, but there just hasn't been too much excitement going on. A lot of people are just hunkering down in the studios, working on their albums, working on what they want to come yeah, out. I don't you think know, there's enough time for B for anything to happen. Something I meant to mention last podcast, whenever we were talking about uh I think Logic got brought up for some reason because we were talking <laughs> about his record label. Maybe, yeah. Um, Making fun of him, probably, yeah. Yeah, it might have happened. Probably did happen. Um, not the point. The 
what I was going to get at is uh, Joyner Lucas actually joined. Uh, Joyner Lucas actually joined Logic and Asylum Records. Really, he is co-owner. So that's kind of oh. the follow-up from them doing that song together. So apparently they got. But I still want to fucking on. know what ended the beef. No, they buried that yeah, hatchet, bro. This seems like. I don't care. Well, now over. they're practically fucking business partners. So yeah, I want to know. Yeah, I deserve to know. They fucked. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you just gotta clear Amanda the air. Amanda can't you know? deal with us. <laughs> you know. Just with sex, yeah, you know. Oh with god. sex, baby. Do you think they did it to R. Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking. I don't know. I couldn't imagine what ended that beef. Like it just seemed. It seems like a fucking ridiculous beef to have in the first place. It seems not even ridiculous. Dumb. I d- I think logic is dumb. That's what I'm talking about. Like I oh, think yeah. it's not that I don't think Joyner Luke is. I th- I think everyone is valid in their positions, but it's just one of those things where it's like. This is the least cared about beef in the entire fucking world of music right now. Like, I know, but no I one cared. Know. I didn't even know about it until like three, two years into it. Like, still want to know. I want to know. I don't care what Amanda wants. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> well, pretty much no one does. It's all right. I'll Aww. let you guys know. Right. I'll be the correspondent on that one. But yeah, like I said, it's not that it's necessarily been a slow week, but everyone's kind of doing their shit. They're just I just can't wait to see what comes out of it. Yeah. Hey, at St. John. I said at St. John. <laughs> at St. John. I want I want collections too, or I want that ghetto Lenny's love songs. One or the other. I don't care what you call it, but it needs to fucking <laughs> come out. We need something, my guy. Oh I'm tired of it. Dude, I don't even know how we almost forgot to talk about this. Huh. Ill addicts. Oh shit. Shout out to Ill Addicts for dropping fucking fire no matter what they do. Literally. But, I mean, we have something kind of interesting to talk about that I don't think, I mean, I don't know anyone that's reported on this or talked about it at all because this is just something that's going on for them personally right now. But they are currently dealing with, you know, possible stealing, infringement. Oh, they stole it. And, I mean, I'm I'm just saying alleged at the moment until it's it's further kind of discussed but it's straight I up plagiarism pretty i mean if you didn't know jaden smith's new album pretty much just dropped and one of the songs on it i mean it is just so word for word right all he did was change the order of the words but it's the same fucking words it's Sounds like the same beat. It's it's a similar beat. beat. You can tell he dropped a couple keys and it's took off a little bit. Beat. Yeah, like yeah, it's, more of, it's more of an beat. upbeat, fast song. But like you listen to it and it's like, Jesus Christ, you didn't even try to cover it. And we see this constantly with yeah. independent, newer, smaller artists who get ripped off. I mean, Fashion Nova has done it a million times. Forever 21 has done it multiple times. Yeah. Snapchat has done it to local artists with their like sticker features and all that dumb shit. They'll find a local oh, artist on yeah. Instagram and they'll steal their artwork with and to put it on there. So we see creators of all sorts getting stolen from whether it's in fashion whether it's in music whether it's in social media whether it's in marketing and design i mean it is so constant but in my opinion you know not a lot of people know ill addicts and for this to be happening to them that's fucking shitty considering how long they found it yeah like that that's i i I wouldn't uh, i wouldn't assume they wouldn't have found it with jaden smith being a bigger artist 
and somebody would eventually said something. But for them to be like, yo, nah, right, it's here. Yeah, like here right in front is. of our face. That kind of hurts our fucking feelings because all the work they put in. And I mean, you you'd, you had even mentioned this to me. The song from them was dropped far before yeah, this album. Way before the album. Jaden Smith obviously has a bigger name and a bigger label. And probably has it's, people scouring SoundCloud yeah, all the time. All the time. All the time. I don't know if you wanted to play the clip because I know you had it. Yeah, we'll play the clip. I'm a superstar with a supercar. Yes, push a start with a super broad. Got a super broad. Hit the super spot. Cause she's super hot. Now watch her super drop. Get my super goons. We so hot. Sexy super hot. She a superstar with a stupid car. And it's supercharged. Bro, Lexi with the Luther Gamma Jula. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how everybody else feels, but I listen to that and it's so fucking obvious yeah, to me. I mean, way too obvious. Like 20 seconds, 20, 24 seconds of that is Ill Addicts, and then the last 10 seconds is Jaden Smith. And it practically doesn't even feel like you change at all listening no. to the word. Like if you're just listening to the words, that shit doesn't change at all. In the barely, beat too, low yeah, key. You barely like, hear a change up yeah. in it. So I don't know. I think it's just ridiculous. I don't think Jaden Smith should be able to get away with it. But I mean, we've all we all know about those dumbass copyright and infringement and trademark yeah, the laws. Yeah, fifty one percent. Yeah, that changes. God, God forbid. You know, yeah. you change it enough and up enough, and hey, you legally own it now too. It's no big deal that you technically stole it from someone else. We've seen that happen to people like Lil Wayne and Jay Z a lot of times yeah. when people have tried to take from them and use their trademark and catchphrases and things like that. So I don't know. I think it's just ridiculous. I think we're behind you, Will Addicts. At the end of the day, that's what we're saying. Yeah, we're behind you guys. We're the little guys. It's yeah, horse man. shit, and your song Fuck sounds James fucking Smith. better, anyways. Yeah, Superstar <laughs> sounds way better than whatever his I I drip or I, I drip or is. I that was yeah. the name of the song. And yeah, it's like, terrible. Ew. It's a wor- that's that's the worst name. I've Stream ever Superstar heard. by Ill Addicts. Yeah, like, go to SoundCloud right now and go to Ill Addicts. So I yeah I think it's. I, I just thought it was important to kind of touch on that a little bit because, fuck, if no one's looking out for the little guy, we are never going to get people making genuine music anymore. Yeah. We're just going to see this consistent cycle dudes. through. Yeah. If you listen to their song, that's genuine music. And all you, you know, all we see in current media is just these cycle throughs and we talk about it again and again, but it's just instant gratification. It's the fast consumption of albums and of music and it's the sharing of beats. You know, we hear a song one summer and the next summer it's the same exact beat. But a different artist just bought the sample and put a different with some different wording over it. Yeah. Still sounds the exact same. It's still and that's the thing is it's it's money making for them. You know what I mean? They they don't care about nope. What's James actually Smith being don't produced. care about what, what he's doing to that song. Yeah. So I don't know. I I would really like to see Ill Addicts come out of this on top and for or at least to, be on the remix. Yeah. Hey, I mean, catch me commenting on Jaden Smith's photo. I'm gonna try to. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and, <laughs> hey, you bitch. Just you. at Ill Addicts all over his page. Yeah. I mean, fuck, someone needs to because yeah, it's just not fair. That. We shouldn't allow small creators to be stolen from. And if no. people don't stand up for them, you know what I mean? They could be shouting into the void about this. But until fans start speaking up and saying that shit's not OK, big artists are going to continue to do it. Yeah, most definitely. And we need to we really need to big up Ill Addicts. They're the really dope group. Yeah. Dope group. I love their music so far. I haven't heard nothing bad, just yeah. to be honest. Anthrax is probably my favorite song by them. Even though YSL is probably their biggest hit they have right now, Anthrax is my favorite song by them. So if you if you haven't heard that yet either, you should go listen to it. I feel that. I totally will. I don't know. But other than that, I mean, I think it's been pretty cool. I think next week we're going to pick up on Artist of the Week again. We took a couple weeks off from that just to yeah. kind of chill. But I think we're going to go just ahead and pick that up. got to restructure it. 
Yeah. But T-Pain, I think, is the next one. Yeah, yeah. So look out for that one. That'll be real interesting. I love T-Pain. That's a I hell have of to man. find a lot of T-Pain songs for that one. Oh, God. Because there's too many to not. Ready oh, for the auto-tune. Yeah, for <laughs> I'll figure out how to auto-tune our voices. Oh, my <laughs> God. You make me so mad. I'm 99% <laughs> sure if you look on your mix board, there's probably a way to do it somehow. <laughs> um, so he's going to spend the rest of the week doing that now. So awesome <laughs> Just for to us. piss Amanda off. Right? Just to piss me off. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else to add. I mean, it wasn't a slow news week, but there's just a lot of shit that I just don't care to comment on, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I know some people could honestly say, like, oh, what about what about the drama going on with Blueface or the drama yeah. with Chris Brown or blah, 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 blah. I just, I'm not as interested to speak about that, you know, in you my know, opinion. There's just some people here that won't be spoke about. Yeah, and in my opinion, it's just, it's also more than that. We're, it, <sighs> gossip isn't really the interest, it really is the music. And like I said, so many artists, that's what they're focused on right now. So, you know, they're all in the studio, they're all doing their thing, and that's why this episode didn't end up being that long. We're just waiting. Yeah, man. I'm waiting on ASAP Ferg's. I'm waiting on Russ. ASAP Ferg's, St. John, Russ, yeah, I'm Kendrick. On, there's so many Where people are you? On. Where are you all? And whenever Ill Addict's album comes out, hopefully, man, hopefully I can get a, like a special drop from them and I can premiere it here. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. Ill Addict's, if you guys are listening to that, you know we always at you about this shit. You know, you know, hit us up. Yeah, we are about that one time for the that. one time. Yeah, let me get that. But other than that, I mean... As always, I'm just so thankful that everyone listens in and decides to spend their Sundays with us. You know, like we always say, I know you're not spending it at church. Might as well spend it with us. So thankful for every listener. Yeah, we appreciate you guys, man. We've actually been not blowing up, but I mean, we're out there. We've got we've got a lot more listens than I thought we would. So I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for listening again. Shout out to all of California up and down the coast at the moment that's listening. And right. people in other states, man. Shout out to all y'all. If there's anything y'all want us to add, I'll I'll put our ads in there for Twitter, if y'all don't mind. I'll yeah. put our ads in there. You guys add us. D- send some to us. Yeah. I'm anything d- you want us to down. talk about, any any new drops, anything interesting, any local artists around you you want us to cover. Yeah, We're man. always trying add to care them. about that shit. Actually, I found an artist in uh, Bakersfield that I actually wanted to talk about uh, probably next podcast because I need to introduce them to you guys, too. Yeah, listen out next week, then, because we will be trying to feature some local artists, then. So thank you all again. We love talking to y'all because otherwise it's just talking into the void. <laughs> We're just talking to each other. <laughs> but um, I'm actually going to end with a Kendrick song. Who doesn't like Kendrick? Um, yeah, I'm going to end with uh, a Kendrick song today. And it's off of Section 80, uh, Ronald Reagan era is the name of the song. We're far from good, not good from far. 90 miles per hour down Compton Boulevard. With the top down, screaming, we don't give a fuck. Drink my 40 ounce of freedom while I roll my blunt. Cause the kids just ain't alright. Oh shit, nigga. Something about to happen. Nigga, this shit, nigga, this sound like 30 keys under the Compton Court building. Welcome to Vigilante, 80, so don't you ask me. I'm hungry, my body's antsy. I rip through your fucking pantry. Peeling off like a Sandy, examine my orchestra. Granny said when I'm old enough, I'll be sure to be all I can be. You niggas, Marcus, can't be. Washed up, pussy, fix your panties. I'm Mr. Marcus.